Hello, welcome to a special episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. I said special episode because today we're going to just go into once and only time we're going to talk about the show, to talk about a show version of a king, because he's a very different character on the show, and also because we have his whole story on the show, and Mm -hmm. because we're, while we patiently wait for for George R. R. Martin to finish and release The Winds of Winter. But no pressure, George. No pressure. <laughs> As we said, you're a bitch. Um, the, we wanted to talk, just uh, for fun, in between our seasons, about Tommen. So this week we're talking about Tommen Baratheon. We're talking right. about, specific, specifically though, the Game of Thrones version of Tommen Baratheon. Right. And before we start, though, like, like, let me show you and explain to Evan why Tommen, even though we've had, we've explained in previous episodes why Tommen is such a different character. But here are just a short list, Evan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tommen yep. is eight when he takes the crown in the books. Mm. Tommen is married to Marjorie, but the marriage is is never consummated. <laughs> yes. Tommen adores cats, with his favorite being his cat, Sir Pounce. <laughs> Tommen is a fat boy. Oh. But adorably like charming. Yeah. Sansa privately wishes she could have been betrothed to Tommen rather than Joffrey. Shocker there. Yeah. Braun at one point suggests to Tyrion that they kill Joffrey and put the far better Tommen on the throne. Tyrion declines. Big mistake. Though he does think about it for like a second or two. Um yes. It's like it's like like Tyrion's just like yeah no I'm not that like no I'm not that kind of like right. pragmatically mm. small evil that, that, you're good yeah and so privately Jamie Lannister has some genuine fatherly love to Tommen while admitting privately he had absolutely none for Joffrey like I said shocker there. Tommen is outside of King's Landing during the Battle of Blackwater Bay as he is taken hostage by Tyrion. This is part of the motivation for Cersei to take Tyrion's supposed paramour as vengeance. Interesting. And to ensure that she has a bargaining chip. Because hmm. she she assumed that that was the intention. Right. Of like, oh, you're getting you're getting Tommen out so that you can get rid of Joffrey and then put Tommen on the throne. Uh, That's why you're putting him at the front lines. Such an imbecile. Well, yes and no. Hmm. She's smart, but she's not as like a as um another character was once described. She's clever, but not as clever as she thinks she is. Yep. We all know who that is. (laughs) We do. I don't know if anyone else knows who we're talking Hmm. about for that character. Um. Tommen is occasionally confrontational in an eight-year-old's way to his mother, thanks to the Tyrell's encouragement in the books. But of course, like immediately Cersei kind of brushes him off and also like is angry at him daring to speak up. Um, Tommen adores stamping his seal on, on documents in the books. That's his favorite thing to do as king. So, also, just some notes. Uh, 
Tommen was played by two actors in the show. He was uh, played first by Callum Wari, who got that wonderful little scene with um, Lena Headey in the in the episode Blackwater mm, yes. that we're going to talk about. Yes. And later he was played by actor from season four onwards by by Dean Charles Chapman. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, Dean Charles Chapman has been in. Has been in. You said the King. I wasn't he in the King. Yes. Um, but he was definitely in 1917. Right. He, he played the main role in 1917. Phenomenal movie, by the way. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm looking at his. Uh, no, not the King. No. Mm. I know who you're thinking, but that wasn't him. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Tom and Baratheon, the show's version mm. of Tom and Baratheon. And we're going to also maybe tiny, tiny bit as we talk about this, get some slight shade in, at D&D. All in good fun, though. I'm not as angry as other fans, I will say. No. Other fans are pretty mad. We're not. I'm not. Tommen was officially the third child of Robert Baratheon and Cersei Lannister. Truly, he was the ch- third child of Cersei and Jaime Lannister. Tommen grew up loved by his mother, but it is heavily implied that he was her least favorite child, as Cersei adored Marcella the most and cared deeply for Joffrey despite an acute awareness of his faults. So, Tommen is... Yeah, like Cersei, she loves her kids, but you can kind of tell. Yeah. There is no clear account of his relationship with Robert or his uncle, Jamie. Like Marcella, Tommen l- liked his funny uncle Tyrion. Tyrion, for his part, had good words about Tommen, assuring a saddened Cersei that she beat the Targaryen odds of incest as two out of three of her children were good. <laughs> Tommen did not bid goodbye to Robert. After the funeral and coronation of his brother, he was at the tournament for Joffrey's name day. Tommen was delighted by the arrival of his uncle Tyrion and gave him a hug. Oh, yeah, this is very much what Tommen's story is, especially in the books. It's just like, oh, I adore him. He's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's just so sweet. Oh, Cersei, please, please, please. Just don't it's ruin like, him. Just, it's like, just stop, Cersei, please. Yeah, Kevin's got a point. <laughs> Tyrion Lannister arranged for Marcella to be sent off to Dorne. Tommen wept at his sister being sent away. Joffrey was disgusted by this and said it was not becoming of a prince. Later, as the royal procession returned to the Red Keep, a riot broke out. Perhaps hinting at his subtle preference to Tommen, Tyrion immediately ordered the guards to escort Tommen away before the riot broke out. So he had the good sense to like, send Tommen away. Like, this is going to go bad. Yeah. Well, it's also like... you. Like you can send the 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 spare kind of like right like it won't cause a scene if you send the spare away because like right. you can't like like remove the king conspicuously like that in that situation. During the Battle of Blackwater Bay, Cersei left the company of ladies in waiting and, while very drunk, found Tommen. She sat on the Iron Throne with Tommen, laying on her lap. She told him a story of a lion that Tommen felt was untrue, as lions were scary and stags are nice. Mm. 
As it seemed, the battle was lost. Cersei was preparing to poison Tommen when Lord Tywin Lannister entered the Red Keep to declare victory for the Lannisters. Nice. After the Battle of Blackwater Bay, King Joffrey became engaged to Marjorie Tyrell, discarding his engagement to Sansa Stark. At their lavish wedding, Joffrey had a troop of comic dwarves dressed as Joffrey, Robb Stark, Renly Baratheon, Stannis Baratheon, and Balon Greyjoy. They reenacted the war to the general amusement of the crowd. Tom himself found it funny, though he was mostly innocent in this regard. Yeah. Like, he just thought it was like, oh, it's funny. Right. He didn't realize it was insensitive. Right. Joffrey suddenly choked as he drank from a chalice of wine poured by Tyrion Lannister. Joffrey died in seething agony before the whole court, including Tommen. Cersei looked at her son's body and ordered the arrest of Tyrion Lannister for Joffrey's murder. As Joffrey lay in the tomb, Tommen Baratheon's grandfather, Tywin Lannister, quizzed his grandson on what was to happen. Tywin asked Tommen, Tommen, what made a good king? Tywin dismissed the virtues of piety, justice, and strength with historical references to past kings, which Tommen offered as as what made a good king. Right. Tommen understood the, the lesson and said that wisdom made a good king and that he was too young and inexperienced. He would need to rely on wise counselors. Mm-hmm. This lesson would unfortunately come to define Tommen's reign as king. In bed, Tommen was awoken by Marjorie Tyrell, who charmed the king. He was immediately smitten and smiled at her during his humble coronation. To his presumed delight, Cersei arranged for Tommen to marry Marjorie. Cersei, Lord Tywin, and many in the court rejoiced at the thought of Tommen on the throne, saying that he was perhaps the only man worthy of the throne in decades. Tommen recused himself from the trial of his uncle Tyrion and gave the power of of judge to his grandfather and hand, Tywin Lannister. Tommen asked that justice be performed. Tyrion Lannister would be sentenced to death following a trial by combat, where his champion Oberyn Martell died fighting for Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister escaped his death sentence and later murdered Tywin Lannister. After his death, Cersei Lannister chose to more actively govern the realm as regent. Tommen and Marcella would be married in a humble affair. Not Again, like that kind of like contrasts his brother. Everything right. he got was spectacle, big... I am Joffrey. Right. Which is like Tommen's I am, jo- I am Joffrey, hear me roar, as the saying goes. That's the Lannister words. Yep. Tommen, it's all small affairs. Yep. It's all simple. That yep. theoretically is all a good signs. Yes. On paper, it's a good sign. Yes, it's very much like Aegon the Fifth. Mm-hmm. Although Aegon, like he was not, he was like, a prince when he married and he wasn't a prince in the line of succession. Right. So it's a bit different. Although maybe fire and blood or, um, <laughs> or a Duncan egg book will change my mind about that. Those words. We'll see. The two shared Tom and Marcella or no, Tom, not Mar- Marcella. Tom and Marjorie shared a passionate love affair as he eagerly enjoyed consummating his marriage, according to Queen Marjorie's later gossips. (laughs) 
What is the record? Surely we can break it. That's such a sweet little... Yeah. Marjorie also suggested to Tommen that it might be best for his mother to return to Casterly Rock. Tommen delicately put forth the issue to Cersei, stressing that she would be happy at Casterly Rock. Cersei flatly declined, saying King's Landing was her home, and that all she cared about was Tommen's well-being. Soon, Cersei Lannister would ally with the growing wave of religious zealots, the Sparrows. She would declare their leader the new High Septon, who was dubbed the High Sparrow. The High Sparrow would soon arrest Sir Loras Tyrell on the grounds of homosexuality. Queen Marjorie demanded Tommen free her brother. Tommen went to the Sept of Baelor with his Kingsguard. However, the king was uncomfortable with spilling blood and the unruly mob and retreated. The infuriated Tyrells went to a trial where Sir Loras was accused of betrayal of King Joffrey by supporting Renly Baratheon and of homosexuality. Well, first, not... technically, technically, that first one isn't wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, but it's not wrong either. Yeah. Well, he's already been pardoned by the king. Exactly. Yeah. But for that first one. Solorus denied his charges, and Marjorie testified in his defense. The High Sparrow then presented Sir Loris's lover, Olivar, who declared the charges true. Sir Loris was condemned to a full trial by the Faith, and Queen Marjorie was arrested by the Faith for perjury. Tommen was horrified, but did nothing. At the Red Keep, Tommen swore he would bring an army on the sparrows, but Cersei convinced him it would be foolish as they would kill Marjorie. Tommen, for all his naivete, did recognize that his mother did not like Marjorie. <laughs> That's putting it delicately. Cersei assured her son she cared for Marjorie as he loved her as he loved her, and she adored her son. Kind of like you love her, I love her. Right. It's a good lie. It's a very good lie. Soon after, Cersei, soon after, Cersei met Marjorie. She too would be arrested by the High Sparrow on the grounds of incest and fornication. A horrified Tommen was perplexed with what to do. Cersei Lannister, recognizing she had no hope of rescue, confessed that she had lay with her cousin Sir Loras, but denied the charges of incest. Remember that marrying cousins was fairly normal, and like that wasn't a big deal. Again, not wrong. Yeah. She then had her hair cut, was stripped naked, and forced to march to the Red Keep as the crowds insulted her and threw things at her. Tommen was so mortally ashamed of what had happened, he was uncomfortable with seeing his mother for weeks. Oh, my God. To an even greater sadness for Tommen and his family, Princess Marcella returned dead. To Tommen's confusion and outrage, the Faith refused to let Cersei attend her daughter's funeral and burial. Tommen soon confronted the High Septon, demanding to speak with his wife. The High Septon at first denied he had the power in the matters of faith, before slowly guiding him to align with the faith. When he finally was allowed to see Marjorie, she firmly convinced Tommen to join the faith. As Marjorie was about to make her Walk of Atonement, an army of Tyrells and Lannisters were outside the Sept of Baelor. 
However, the High Sparrow announced that Queen Marjorie had made her atonement as she brought King Tommen into the fold and celebrated the union of the faith and the crown. King Tommen now had his uncle Jamie stripped of his white cloak despite his protests. Sir Jamie insisted that Tommen did not have to obey anyone, but Tommen disregarded his words as he was bound to serve the faith. King Tommen would assign his uncle to deal with the rebellion in Riverrun. In King's Landing, King Tommen announced that a, the trial by combat was officially abolished, forcing Sir Loras and Queen Cersei to answer their crimes simply by the trial. Wow. On the day of the trial, his mother and brother-in-law, Tom... Oh yeah, I said that wrong. On the day of the trial of his mother and brother-in-law, Tommen was held back as he attempted to leave. He would see to his horror the Sept of Baylor be destroyed by wildfire, killing Queen Marjorie and the, all the Tyrells but Lady Olena. Kevin Lannister and Lancel Lannister and the High Sparrow also died in the explosion. Horrified at what he had borne witness to and understanding what his mother had done, Tommen removed his crown and stepped out of the window of the Red Keep. So ended the last child of Cersei Lannister and the last nominal member of House Baratheon. Hmm. And that's the story of the show's version of Tom and Baratheon. Yep. A good story and a great interpretation, I say. I agree. Very sad. Very, very sad. Yep. A fun, sad, tragic character. But getting into a bit of the history side, who is he based on? So the show version of Tommen has much in common with King Henry VI, who was unquestionably a puppet. Right. He was crowned king when he was only nine months old. So, are you being? Can you see why he was a, a puppet? Right. What are you going to do with a nine-month-old kid? It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. His heroic father, King Henry V, died of dysentery. Mm. Henry VI is universally described by most as a good man, but a disastrous king, often regarded as one of the worst of all English history. <laughs> Henry VI would rely in his youth on regents, but once matured, he did not actively or decisively take part in government, often relying on corrupt allies or his queen, Margaret of Anjou, whom, uh, Cerse whom Cersei and Marjorie are inspired by. Yes, Margaret of Anjou, there's a whole set of stories about her not only being unfaithful to him, but just playing him like a fiddle. Yeah. And the worst part is she got away with all of it. Well, not in the end, buddy. Not in the end. No. We, we might... We'll talk about her more. Point, in point a, is... In another podcast, but yeah. But at the same time, Margaret of Anjou, it's kind of like, well, what, what was she supposed to do? She was basically doing her husband's job. Right. Henry VI was very likely executed by the future Richard III on the orders of Edward IV. Mm -hmm. Henry would, would appear in four plays by Shakespeare, where he is an incredibly kind man and a horrid king, who at one point wishes he was a shepherd rather than a king. He also appears as one of several ghosts to haunt Richard III for his crimes. Hmm. So those are great Shakespeare plays. Check them out. Yeah. The Hollow Crown is a great production of them hmm. and has features several Game of Thrones cast members. And Loki as Henry V. So, check Ooh. it out. Not who I would have cast, but not bad. Yeah. He's very good as Hal. 
as Prince Hal and as Henry V. So let's go through it. Let's talk about the categories. So first category, the king. So Tommen managed to be popular with the people as his brother... No, I, I'm, I'm saying these wrong the entire time. I'm sorry. Tommen managed to be as popular with the people as his brother, even after a moment of hatred with the popular rise of the sparrows. Tommen's alliance with the sparrows made him even more popular. Jesus. Remember, Joffrey was a very popular king yes. in the show. In the show, like Marjorie managed to make to Joffrey into a very popular king. PR. Yep. Gotta love it. Yep. He appointed Sir Jamie Lannister to lead the siege of Riverrun. Under Sir Jamie's ingenuity, he was able to end the siege without shedding blood. Good. Yep. His appointed new ward of the north crushed Stannis Baratheon. Hmm. So not popular with fans, but... I know. Technically, that's good. Mr. Bo Lord Bolton... Uh, yeah. Did do well. Didn't deserve to do well, but he did well. Yes. So, what do we think? I mean, from a, from the fact that both on paper he's no he's no general, but at least he was at least due to some luck he was able to kind of keep some stability but i think allying with the sparrows was probably a mistake i don't think it was a mistake i think it was a the right call at that point at that like, point yeah at that point it's like where's the power and like these guys have the power now well and we might get criticized for this but some something that actually is very very prevalent in the middle ages and and it cannot be overstated which unfortunately many shows don't do a great job of showing the church really was a very stabilizing force in medieval Europe because mm -hmm. to a certain extent, because to a certain extent, all of the, all of at least Western Europe, everywhere from, from Germany to Spain was essentially united under Christendom, the kind of an empire of Christendom. I use that the term loosely probably, as united as, as it could be. And right. As again, I use the term loosely and probably incorrectly, but that is the closest thing you can think of it, of it as. And that was at least something that kind of kept people in check. A little. So, but we're, we're talking about Westerosi version right. of that. But this was at the apex of of, of the faith right. in, in in centuries. Right. Since Baylor the Blessed, and right. it's really this this big moment where where the the people are beginning to fight against the lords and not respect the lord's authority and as vera says power lies where men believe it lies right so on paper um i think i would go about as high as like he's appointing the right people and he's making decent power moves it's mm -hmm. not him so i can't give him full marks because exactly. it's not him no. i would go as far as about five person i was gonna say about the same five okay yeah it's like he's not he's not horrible really no he's being played he's being played like a fiddle yep 
But he's actually not. I mean, he's certainly a lot less. He's certainly causing a lot less collateral damage than Joffrey. Yeah. Well, the fact that he doesn't like he's angry, but he doesn't want to kill anybody is like right. so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's face it, the War of Five Kings is uh, winding down. It's not quite over, but it's winding down. It was winding down by this point. Yes. Yes. Um, I put down just just for like technically it's not exactly this. It's kind of floaty in the air, but basically a season is a year sort of. Yeah. So I, I put down about two two for Time is King. Agreed. We'll call it that. We'll, we'll call it that. From four, from four to the end of six, so about two years. Yeah, about two years. About two years. Maybe maybe a little bit more unless we're explicitly told. Yeah. So, uh, well, because those kid actors keep on aging, so we got to acknowledge it somehow. Ooh, yes. And the other thing, too, the other thing, too, is that Westeros is huge. The amount of time it actually takes to get people to where they need to go can actually take weeks. It doesn't. The show doesn't do a great job of doing that, but you can't. Oh, well, that becomes infamous as the, by season seven. But yes. I know. The teleporting everybody's. Yeah. Okay. So... All right, we're, we're, we're going to get into In Madness and Rule where we could really, like, throw some oh, shade at D&D, but, yeah. Yes. It, it, but we're going to also, at the same time, play it straight and just say, like, well, this happened. Mm-hmm. And by, by, we're judging based on what the show gives us. Exactly. But, okay, for the category of the warrior, now, this is a great example of, again, where it's all appointments. Right. So it's all appointments, but we gave big po- points to Darren the Second for good appointments. So. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Under the command of Roose Bolton, the claimant Stannis Baratheon was crushed. Again, infamous under a lot of fans, but that's what happens in the show. And good move by good move by by a Tywin, really. But yes. Yeah. And effective. Mm Mm-hmm. Later, Ramsay Bolton murdered and usurped the North from his father and lost his hold on the North by Lord. By Jon Snow and Lady Sansa Stark. So, and that was under Tommen's rule, so... It was under Tommen's rule, but it also is... But that, that's going to get into... Not, we're right. going to like cover, the, talk about this more in Madness and Mr. Rule, but like it happened under Tommen's rule. It happened under his watch. Like Just right. like we, we, we took Aenys to task for, like, this stuff happened. Like, yeah, we know you're not... You're not causing it but it's happening it's not your fault directly but you're you're letting it happen by yeah um i can only go about i'm kind of torn again because i i want to kind of say a five again i'm only gonna go about four four Mm -hmm. Because like you, you can go five, you can do whatever you want, buddy. Like you, <laughs> like uh, so you, are you gonna maintain five? I'm gonna maintain a five because he was able to th- those good victories overall. Well, it's like he's got two good victories, but then like those victories didn't last long. Right, he's got one. Well, and then then so he, Star, he, Arya he, Stark killed the phrase. He he's got River Run and he's got the North. And he's got the North, but then like the North, he then lost again. Right. So, so he lost the North and he lost the veil. 
Okay, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Madness and Misrule. Oh, yes. The, oh. the hard category, which is like, I, we like Tommen, but yeah. He is a very weak king. So, during his reign, he would regain only to l- then lose control of the north. Mm. Really, really bad. Now, here's where you, like, the, the trolls will call D&D hacks. I don't. Right. Yeah. A coup d'etat would occur in Dorne with his sister Marcella being murdered along with Prince Terstein and the ruling Prince Duran Martel. The hostile Ilaria Sand would took control of Dorne. The Dornish would go unpunished by Tommen. Yep. No response from Tommen? None? Nothing. D&D? Any? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He allied himself to the zealous sparrows responsible for sowing chaos in King's Landing. So as much as I defend it, it's also, but you're you're hitching yourself up to zealots. Right. Never. That's, that's, smart, that's smart, but that's also... A long-term goal, you may be questioning that. I'm 100% questioning it as a long-term goal. It's like short-term goal. I get why you would do it, but like that's like that's really as as seems to have, as seems to have been a uh, a running gag throughout the Lannister line, save for Tywin. It's kind of like this is not going to end well. Yeah. Please don't do this. This is going to backfire. He could not stop his mother from murdering thousands in her plot to remove the Tyrells, the Sparrows, and disloyal Lannisters. He gave birth birth to the Lannister dynasty, however short-lived it was. He embodies the flaws of a puppet king, as his naivete made him nothing but a pawn for anyone with a stronger will than him. So, losing control of many, many areas is super bad. Yes. That automatically, I, I'm sorry that like that's just misrule. It's not yeah. his fault, but it's it's not madness, but it's all misrule. Mm-hmm. And that he's just such a weak. He's a he's a he's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah. And like just... everyone is taking advantage of the fact that he's a kid. Yeah. So. I think this. They actually had some. Someone pointed out that like the one time he actually makes a decision for himself, it is his last decision. Yeah, I've heard interpretations that I'll have to rewatch the season and really see if that's true. I don't know. I think. Because he takes off his crown before he walks out the window. Yes, very true. So. But also it's also that that can also be interpreted in some ways like that. And that's great art. It's also a rejection of what this crown led to and what it meant. Right. And that, well, and the, the, other, and the, other he, too, the woman gonna, he loved a, had to die basically because of this damn, this damn crown. And I'm gonna be a little bit, I'm gonna be a little bit cruel for a moment, in that saying the fact that he didn't do any, the fact that he just went ahead and, and took his own life, he did nothing to try to fix this. He well, yeah, that's to, that's giving up. Yes. Right. Yes. He just gave up. He just gave up. He just gave the throne to Cersei, who turned out to be almost as bad of a ruler as Joffrey. <laughs> yes. Well, 
I will go as far as an eight, honestly. It's just bad, bad, bad. It's like he's loot. It's like the realm like fell apart even more under his watch. Right. Like Joffrey started a war, but man, oh man, did Tommen like continue to like? Well, even though he, he had such promise, it's just like, ooh boy. This kid is well, and again, we can not blame worse. some of this. Definitely not worse. Definitely not worse, but just like not like, worse, not worse, but in way over his head. Yeah. This kid is in way over his head, and he didn't, for all his flaws, if Tywin had been alive, at least it could have helped sort of guide him through this horrible time, but yeah. Yeah. That's a story for, that's a story for another day, but long story short, this was a disaster. So I'm going to go eight. I maintain eight. I'm going to go an eight, eight and a half. Okay, wow, 16.5. he did Yes, because he 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 just got played way too hard. Mm-hmm. He got played way too hard. Okay, and l- let me say right now when we do this category. Yeah. Mr. Chapman, this is nothing personal. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very handsome man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in the category right. of portrait, what do we think? We're judging your character, not you as a man. Right. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give him as a king. Two, two and a half, really. I'm gonna be nicer. I say three and a half. It's like it's a. It's a friendly face. It's a wonderful. It, it's like it's a good, nice it's, face for right. for a for good, a king. It's but a good kid. It's a good kid. It is not a king. It is no king. I say it's a king, but it's unfortunately it's like. Why I say three and a half is like I see all the friendliness, but I don't see the the strength that also needs to be there in a camp. All right, you can. All right, you convince me. I'll give him a three. <laughs> okay, I talked you up to a three. Okay. Exactly. You okay, so, so... A three because you're right. There's a good kid under there, but oh man, is it not a? There, there's no power. There's no. There's mm-hmm. no might. Yeah, which needs to be there when yes. you when you're dealing with a king, unfortunately. So, total that brings him up to 44. Mm. How did he stack up with his book equivalent brother? He got about nine and a half more than his book brother. Okay. Okay. So he did a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Show Tommen did a little bit better than book Joffrey. Right. But what do we think about Show Tommen overall, though? Is he a lion or is he a, a, a kitten? Is he someone that would be ultimately remembered or is he a footnote? Such a little, such a little kitten. I'm afraid so too. It's just like, it's like, it's the definition of like, he would never be remembered of no. like promise, but like promise does not equal right. lasting memory. And by the end, nothing about his reign is memorable. Everything around him that's happening is memorable. Right, not, everything's going around that. But but not the king himself. Yeah. So sorry, Tom. That even worse. The fact that the the fact that he ultimately got played like a puppet and the realm, the realm still suffered. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't even get good puppet masters, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Well, because all the good all the good pu- can we point this out? All the good puppet masters are either a dead or b not in King's Landing. Yeah. 
And then the problem is you get someone like the High Sparrow who who has no clue really how to rule per se. Uh, well, High Sparrow's main goal is faith, 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 faith. Right. So, although that being said, the High Sparrow uh, is be the performance by Jonathan Price is phenomenal. Well, can I just point this out that any any performance by Jonathan Price is phenomenal. <laughs> I'm not going to debate you. See the two he popes. He's he great at the two popes. See the two popes. See him in. Um, God, see, if you see him on stage, there's a few performances on. I might recommend. There's some performances on YouTube. I don't want to spoil them too much, but go check him out. He is a phenomenal actor. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, thanks so much for coming on to listening to this little fun, little silly, or not silly, but just a a talk of the the show. We we finally mm-hmm. did talk about the show. And we treated right. it, and we treated some of the things, some of the controversial decisions at face value. Right. <laughs> we weren't critical of like of writing choices, and maybe you're, you're critical of us for not doing that. But right. thanks anyway for coming on, and thanks for listening. We'll be back to start the the new full season of the Hands of the Kings. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be fun. So see you then. Have a good day.